In today's episode of A Senior Fireside Chats, joining us is Anne Clarice Africa, a senior senior consultant and regional marketing manager of Esri Singapore. And with our guest, Dr. Mon Monteros, sociologist and consultant at an active retiring. Discussion zeroes in on barriers and facilitators to technology adoption among seniors. Practical new technology tools helpful to seniors during this time of pandemic. And insights on involving older adults in the design process phase of technologies being developed to support age-friendly communities. Um, starting with uh, Clarice, uh, can you share to us like what do you think are some barriers and facilitators to technology adoption among seniors. Okay, um, I guess this is just primarily from observation and taking off from the experience I had as a journalist a few years ago. I would say barriers would be around um, lack of guidance or awareness. Rather, um, you have a lot of tools in front of you. You have a lot of, of technology options around you, but when you approach the seniors about it, they don't really know what they are, how to use it, or when you explain to them what it is, they don't really understand it. So I guess in that regard, you would have to really simplify how certain things work for how it would benefit them. And also, I guess, once you, once you share that information to them, there's also a barrier in terms of the lack of confidence. Lack of confidence in the sense that, okay, um, if I use this, I'm scared of using it because I might break it. Or if I use it, um, I'm worried that um, I, make a, I might make a mistake, so I might embarrass myself. So, so those two things for me really strike out. So in terms of awareness and confidence. Okay, um, barriers, right? Um, what do you think would... would would help um, facilitate, you know, um, in terms like for them to embrace uh, new technology or to overcome the barriers that you just mentioned? Um, a lot of things at play because it's not only, um, there's, there's the infrastructure, there's technology, and then there's people. Mm-hmm. So all those things come into play. For technology, of course, when you design certain applications or, or software or solutions, um, when that goes to the end user, which is us or which is the, the elderly population, you have to be mindful of the interface. Uh, is it inclusive enough? Is it um, intuitive enough? Like if you, for example, look at Candy Crush or Apple, um, users as young as three years old and even 60 plus know how to use Candy Crush just by looking at it. You don't really have to um, do a seminar how to use um, Candy Crush or navigate around um, mobile phones these days. The interface is very simple. So I guess it's looking at, okay, um, if we're going to design something for everyone that's very inclusive, what aspects of the interface should be? Should then there's also the aspect of, so I mentioned infrastructure, technology, and people. Um, how do we make sure that um, that nobody gets left behind with technology? Mm-hmm. So um, are there trainings available for seniors, especially, for example, um, you look at basic things like office applications, are yes. there training available for them? Um, 
even things that are as complicated as, for example, I'm a senior um, retiree and I want to get, I want, I'm very curious about coding, what coding um, courses are there. So it's making those things being available for seniors and making them very accessible. So um, I hope I'm making sense, but those are the, really the tools that I feel um, would make it easier for the elderly to actually use and access those tools. Right, um, creating this environment for them uh, to support their learning, right? Um, that's that's just like, it's interesting um, you mentioned about the design because we will get to that later. Uh, we will we will talk more about that um, for Dr. Mon. Okay, so you are what would say as our use case for this one because as a senior, you are right now as we are speaking, you are using technology, right? Correct. Via Zoom. Okay. So, Absolutely. Uh huh. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay. So, so your thoughts? Your thoughts on this? Yeah, I am speaking based on my experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, problem we seeing is that we cannot cope with the changing trends on fast-paced technology, innovation, and development. Where there is new apps, new apps, new apps, <laughs> it becomes complicated <laughs> for us. Okay. Uh -huh. Number two, we have a short learning span. We prefer short-term memory than a long-term one. So many gadgets, so many apps. We hate that. That's why when I when I when I do my report, consultancy report. I hire my. I have a staff. Okay. <laughs> she can do things, and mm -hmm. I have to, and they have to instruct what to do and what to include. Okay, that's for barriers. For facilitation, facilitators, we only need simplified instructions, simplified commands, say step by step with assistance. In the in the first instance, there should be assistance from somebody who is knowledgeable in the new technology. That's only the first step. Because by the time the process repeats, it becomes a rote memory. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the instruction will usually sink in and becomes user-friendly to me. Right. So again, we need, we need, we need a one-on-one -on -one tutorial for new technology. Yeah. Uh, I have skimmed through Lazada and other online online uh, marketing. So they're friendly actually. Once I dial in, what product? All products. <laughs> okay. Show. Plus the the cost, the price, and including the deliveries and all others. I like that. In just a pinch of a button, I can, I can see, I can read information I need. Because if there are things which complicates me, I am not interested again. I will not be interested anymore. Seniors want simplified. Uh, easy navigation, right? Yes, yeah? correct. Would you call it like that? Um, right away, when you go to the landing page, so let's talk about the website here. When you go to the landing page, everything that you want to see is already there. On social media, are you on Facebook? Um, are you on Instagram? Are you on Twitter? Uh, I am on uh, Facebook, but I I seldom post messages. I just read whether it's fake or not, so that I can analyze whether it's fake or not. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you when you when you decided to create or like have your own Facebook account, what motivated you to do so? 
was it because like your children are telling you like dad have a facebook account or you know like just out of curiosity or is there something there that you know like you'd want to get out of facebook which would serve a purpose for you or that's why if you have an account yeah, it serves a purpose, especially on my consultancy work before. I need to be updated to new, new technologies, of, of course, new technologies, new ways in dealing with people, especially in my consultancy work. Okay. The, the Facebook is also an avenue for research. Of course, aside from Google, aside from, it could be an avenue for research. And trends, trends and issues, are, of course, can be read from right, Facebook. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, now let's talk about um, this time of pandemic. Okay. Um, something that is timely. Okay. Happening right now. Uh, what practical new technology tools do you think are helpful to seniors? Um, yeah. Let's start with class. Yeah. You could. You could. Um, I think to start off, um, the messaging apps. You know, since um, communities are in lockdown, the barangays are in lockdown, and you can't really go out, especially when there's um, there's some uh, control order from the local um, government. So I think it's really getting used to um, connecting with people via Zoom, um, using uh, other apps like um, maybe WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger. So even though you don't get to visit your um, Friends or your relatives, you can connect with each other online. It's not the same, but during it's not the same as, of course, um, meeting someone live. But I think, um, I guess, in the, in the point of adapting during the COVID pandemic, I think it's really important to just feel that still human connection. Um, and also, I thought of YouTube just because um, you can find anything in the internet. I know more for people who likes to go out or would like to do some physical activity, they can just search in YouTube and actually, um, find, I don't know, find recipes or exercises that they can use. And another thing that I also thought of is, you know, those interactive dashboards on COVID, um, the COVID pandemic, so they would identify the hotspots, the places where um, there's higher concentration of cases. Well, I know it's a bit too serious, but I guess in that sense, you you understand that um, Facebook or online tools are not just for entertainment. It's also very, um, it's also important for day-to-day um, decision-making. It helps you um, make informed decisions on whether, oh, should, should, I, should I go to this, this place knowing that there's a COVID hotspot there or um, just being able to identify where those locations are. So that's what I thought. And being able to actually drill down the information in those places. Essential apps. Dr. Moyd, uh, for you, as far as, you know, like your knowledge of um, the existing new technology tools that we have right now, um, what tools do you think are helpful for you um, during this time of pandemic? Um, actually, I... I will not miss a day without opening advisories on COVID pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I really have to be updated on what is happening in local, national, or global. 
It's like in the Philippines, the trend in Surigao, the locality is different from the trend in national capital region in Manila. Mm -hmm. The case had spiked to 10,000 per day. So it's quite alarming. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so I have to be updated. So, so that it will also, yes. Where, where did you get your updates? Websites or how do you? Yes. Um, Websites, actually, are Facebook pages coming from the U.S. Department of Health. Okay. Okay. There are also, yeah, there are also pages coming from our local advisory group. So, I will open that always. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Um, what about those for entertainment? <laughs> uh, to, to, to reduce stress and anxiety. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I did fake news, but it already entertains me. <laughs> wow! Okay. okay. Actually, I'm also fan of Netflix. I open oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Netflix. Oh, of course, YouTube. Yeah, uh -huh. I open. I'm very selective as to as far as gaming in the internet is concerned. One is uh, Spider Solitaire. The other is Text Twist. It will not be recalled. Build up my memory again. You know, I'm afraid of uh, Alzheimer's setting in. So I am, I am always uh, making my mind uh, my mind work. Right. With it's a work game, actually. It's a yeah. work game. The other, despite the solitation, analytical game. We have here um, something about. Uh, involving okay older adults in the design process um of technologies being developed uh for age-friendly communities in the context of having an age-friendly smart city for our older adult population so yeah okay um usually for people they would define smart city as how oh um City would apply technology, for example, the smart CCTV, facial recognition, AI, and machine learning. But the, the idea of technology is always going to change. It's always going to evolve. It's how um, the government translates that towards other parts of the site. So, for example, here in Singapore, the government had um, a smart nation um, initiative years and years before. And the great thing about it is that you don't only feel it from the government, so it's pushed towards the private sector, the education sector as well. So you can see the private sector here actually creating public services yeah. that are very easy to use. So for example, banking, um, banking applications. So anything, so if you were to do banking here in Singapore, you can do it with your phone. And the phone interface, the mobile app interface, it's very easy to use. Like what um, Dr. Mohan mentioned a while ago, it should be as simple, as intuitive as it should be. That um, regardless if you're a teenager or you're 75 years old, accessing your bank account, it should be it should it should be very easy to use. So my idea of an age-friendly smart city would be making sure that everything's inclusive, that nobody gets left behind, that even though you have these sort of technologies evolving all the time that no part of your population is actually excluded so here they also have training for seniors especially for 50 to 60 or 70 years old who um, just want to learn new skills um, that may be 
courses on Microsoft Word or Excel or even um, using just using the computer. So no matter how um, how um, um, well versed you are in using a computer, there's always tools and um, options for you to use to make sure that you can use them. So I guess in that case, um, it's really about engagement and inclusivity. So in the aspect of Philippines, um, so it's not only a government um, push, but the private sector and the academia should also be part of it as well. This has been um, a very enriching and uh, productive fireside chat. Thank you, Clarice. Thank you, Dr. Mark. Right. Um, and to our yeah, to our listeners and viewers, see you in our next episode. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, sir. Bye. Senior Research Training and Consulting is inviting all educators to our Senior Learning Academy Educator Webinar Series happening this April 17, Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. Philippine Standard Time via Zoom. Webinar topic is Mindfulness and Well-being for Teachers beyond COVID-19 Pandemic. Register for free at asaniorgroup.com.